Fuck off, man. <clears throat> All right, we are back, everybody, with episode number three of the Ginyu Farce podcast. Um, and I'm just going to open this up with a question on spot. Connor, what's your favorite Weezer album? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I'll tell you what mine is. Mine is the Blue Album, because it features the track In the Garage. And that's where we are right now. We are in John's garage. <laughs> I see what you did there. That was there. a long way to get there, but you <laughs> yeah, got there. Yeah, I got there. Son of a bitch. So we are doing episode number three in John's garage. We're trying it yeah. out. We're going to uh, see how it goes. We'll see how it goes here. We're all in person now. So that's, yeah, first time. That's the key here. We're all together. The families are gathered. So um, I guess we'll just take off here. So we, we're doing the Red Ribbon Saga. Which is uh, episode 29, and then we skip to 34, and we go up through 45. So that's like 12 episodes, 13 episodes. Um, so basically, just a real quick like sort of synopsis of the saga. Um, Goku goes to some Russia-type place. It's very cold, and... He ends up going to this tower, because there's these bad guys, the Red Ribbon Army guys, and they kidnap the village chief, so he goes to the tower, and every floor, he's got, like, a new guy to fight, and sort of, like, Mortal Kombat, he's, like, climbing the ranks, and then he gets to the top, beats the guy, and then saves the village chief, and then he goes and finds Bulma, and then they take off for a new adventure. So that's, does that sound... About right. Sounds about right. Pretty much. That's pretty much it. So you say they take off for a new adventure. Oh yeah, yeah. That's well, yeah. Bulma at at the end of the saga. Yep. yep. I'm back on track. Yep. So um, it starts with episode 29, which is you know right after the world tournament. The world tournament is over, and it's like I think the next day or something. So Goku uh, basically takes off on his new adventure. He wants the four star ball. It's his grandpa's, um, but in his sort of early travels, he sees Nam. What are the odds that he runs into Our Nam? boy Nam is back. Nam. I'm just going to throw it out there. This whole arc felt like thriller, yes, or filler in a sense. I mean, it was just... Yeah. I mean, it definitely, I don't know, it didn't have the weight of the earlier ones. I don't think... I know Connor liked it. I, know you I, said you I liked don't it. think that this saga is that bad. I think it's just as good as World Tournament. Ugh. And if this saga is filler, then World Tournament is filler. It's just another exploration of Goku fights, he wins, and, like, nobody can stop him. Like, that's... It's the same stakes. Except for... He did get stopped. Well, episode... Or the first arc was, like, super fun adventure time with the gang, right? Like, meeting people, we're going places, we're finding balls. Yeah. And it was fun and lighthearted. And then Saga 2 was like, all right, now we're getting serious. We're, like, kind of, it's like fights, cool, but one-on-one fights. We get to see how everybody dies. But then there's some fights. Fucking fights. I got news for you. <clears throat> this This tower, each episode... It's a fight. Goku gets in fights. But the difference is that, like, who cares about... About Goku. About the village. Honestly. Nam in the village. I don't know these people. I don't care what... Why is it so important that he has to stop? You, You barely knew Goku at the start of the World Tournament Saga. 
It's just that he's the main character, and we're supposed to care about him. But the whole point is that Goku is pure-hearted and cares about everybody. My question is, how'd they run out of all that water that quick? Nah. Yeah. Like, he, he, I mean, I get it. Like, he got home and he was like, what's up, bitches? Let it flow. Oh, yeah, because he is. Okay, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. But, like, it was, like, it has not, but it can't, it can't have been that long since the World Martial Arts Tournament, can it? No, it's like, it's like just a couple days later. Yeah. Like, didn't, homie's already dry again? Didn't Garen, like, block up the dam and... Yeah, well, like, yeah, but, like, where did, but where did they release all the water that they had? It's very hot there. They were, he, I thought the whole point of that scene where he, like, l- releases the water was that he was, like, basically flowing a river. I, I that understand was, that. I'm just saying. But when that. he left the city, he left with a swimming pool, essentially, full of water. Yeah. And a dino cap. Yes. And then he throws it out and opens it. He's like, here's, look at all this water. And then, like, the next day, they're like, the water's gone. We haven't had water in so <laughs> long. I'm like, I bet you didn't say any of it. Like, come on. <laughs> These guys really, they live in a desert. Like, you we gotta start prepping for shit. You weren't supposed to bathe in it. You're like, come on. Like, you know, some kid bathed in it and accidentally took a shit yeah. and ruined it for everybody. So pooped in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, that, ep- that episode really didn't set up a whole lot of anything. It, it was did, just kind of. It was, it was almost just like. A tale of the breeze. Yeah, it, was, it was like it was like wrapping it was wrapping up a story that no one asked for an ending of. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted so badly to care about Nam because I was like, this, like in on paper, that's a very compelling story. Like this man is fighting for his village and his family, and just mm-hmm. wants them to have water, like basic human needs. But the whole time you're just like, there's no way he's gonna win against Goku at the end. I don't know, man. I was never boy. rooting for Nam. I never uh, felt compelled to root for Nam. I, I, just, felt, I like, felt like I should have cared for him more. <laughs> I felt like if they didn't show me the same backstory for him five yeah. times before he fought, maybe I gave a shit more. <laughs> he spent more time on his backstory than on his I feel like Nam's like thing was like, you know when you like watch like American Idol or like whatever, and they like give you the sob story like like before they sing, you know? They're like... They're like, he, 100%. he battled cancer, and he was, he's an orphan, and, yeah. you know... Even his adopted parents were killed in a car accident. Yeah, and, like, last night. it's something tragic, but then, like, you go on, and then the person doesn't advance or whatever, and then that's it. We don't need to know what happened to him afterwards, <laughs> you know? Like, it's over. Yeah. That's what it felt like. But oh. it was, like, sort of a way to kind of segue into what we get with the whole muscle tower thing because he's like I gotta get the four star ball and he runs into Nam and then he decides to help him so he's like I'm gonna get you some water and it turns out that Garen from the world tournament is blocking off the water he's got his um what did he call that stuff his his gum. Yeah, the, the gum. His tummy gum. The, 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 the tum tum gum gum. <laughs> Gross. He's got that like stretched over like the waterfall. So, yeah, like, double. Water God, now I'm getting confused with Hunter Hunter. Anyways, so he's got the. Uh, tummy gum. Yeah, the tum tum gum. He's got gum. it blocked off. And then he goes there to see them. Goku goes with them to see Garen. 
And Guren's like pretty chill about it actually. Like I don't remember his like actual like I don't remember the details of their conversation, but like Mary Garon Gum. I had to go back to the notes. Thank you. He was kind of like, you know, he was a dick in the World Tournament Saga, and then he, like, sees him, and he's like, oh, it's Goku. Look, what's up, man? This guy is so strong. He, I forfeited because he's so scary. And then he's like, yeah, you can have the water, but nobody can break the gum. And so then Goku does the thing, and then the water goes. And then the water flows and helps Nam's village. And Great. So that's pretty much where we're at, and then Goku sets off, uh, continues his own adventure. Yeah, yeah, and then he takes off, and then basically, um, then we skipped ahead to um, episode thirty-four because thirty through thirty-three are all filler. It's all something. It has to do with like a monkey something family, and Goku befriends them. You all can go watch it if you want. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So then. It's a little bit jarring, because all of a sudden we're like, the the next episode it's like showing like the Red Ribbon Army, and they're like... And a recap. Yeah, and, and they're like, they're like, here's the like, their trucks driving around, and they like got bases set up, and we're just like kind of thrown into it. But uh, Goku, in episode 34, he finds the five star ball, and then we meet Colonel Silver, who's like... A dick. The local... Douche. Yeah. <laughs> like, douche canoe. He, like, runs all the, like, you know, the little guys. So. It's just, it's the, it's an, I think it's another classic, like, ter- like, tyranny, you know, yeah, tyranny story, and Goku comes and, yeah. Well, he's, he's like, whatever, these guys, their radar sucks, I don't care about them, and so he goes and gets the five-star ball, and then Colonel Silver finds out about it, and so he, like, sees Goku on his Nimbus and shoots him down with an RPG. Yeah. And then Goku fights him. Gets a new dude right now. He wins. Goku steals an airplane from this base. And a robot. With the help of a robot. And they crash land in a snowy area. And that's a lot actually happened. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the robot, by the way. The robot was cool. And, you know, if you like the robot, you're going to really like GT. Because... Fuck <laughs> There are robots in GT. Ugh, yeah. Um, so what did you guys think about that episode? Or what did you think about, like, the seeing the Red Ribbon Army for the first time? I mean... What are your initial impressions? I kind of want you to go on this one. You take this one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's jarring, because I don't think we have a lot of exposure to guns or the army before this in this show and you know we're a good 30 some episodes and you feel like you've got a good idea of like the world that is built here Mm -hmm. uh and suddenly we're dealing with basically nazis well i think it's it's the first it's the first group of organized military yeah organized military being the operative definitely like nazi vibes i think actually what it's more supposed to um Replicate is, and I could be wrong, but Cold War vibes. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Know, you get that Soviet major metal or major metalatron coming up. You know, it's supposed to mimic that very Cold War esque, which yeah. everyone was dealing with at the time. Yeah, for sure. But I also get the Nazi vibes too. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to compare any yeah. <laughs> state-sanctioned well, military violence. To right, violence, exactly. And they is... will have world conquest on their mind, and they want the Dragon Ball so that they can 
rule the world. Supposedly. That is, supposedly that's, that is the goal. That's their goal. That's like, that's like, um... A man with a Scottish accent. Yes. A very bad Scottish accent. So similar to, like, what Emperor Pilaf was doing, except doing it, except good. Like, they're better at it. Are we to assume that this is a state-sanctioned military? No, there is um, no... To my knowledge, the Red Ribbon Army is a private military corporation. Or mm-hmm. private military whatever. Interesting. Uh, I don't believe they have... You know, they don't really... They've never outlined really any major boundaries, except for yeah. possible cities, like East City, West City. Yeah. Um, I think there was something else. But yeah, there's no, there's no real, like, countries outline the the president is a dog <laughs> and that's, that's that comes out way I later our president was a dog honestly they might be do a, a good boy uh, you know what this podcast <laughs> is about but I could, yeah i could definitely get behind a goodest boy for president but anyway um so yeah we get introduced to the red ribbon army and they're like pretty you know it's a big organization military um and Goku ends up in a very cold place, which kind of makes sense with the Cold War vibes. He's like, it looks like Russia, kind of, it's like Siberia or something. So he crash lands, basically, and that's sort of the where the episode ends. So um, I guess the only thing I wanted to add was that I thought General Red, General Red reminded me of Giovanni from Pokemon. He even had, like, the... It wasn't a cat, but he had, like, a thing on his lap, you know? And I know that that's, like, a... That, like, weird alien... That's just, like, a mob boss, like... Yeah. <laughs> that they have a cat or something that they're, like, petting. It's a Godfather reference, yeah, you know? Yeah, But, like, um, he reminded me of Giovanni. Like, if Giovanni... Big if, boss vibes. If he, like... Not, yeah. not, like, big boss, but just a big boss. Yes, a big boss. If, he, if Giovanni, like, ate a lot of cabbage... <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny because I don't, I I can't tell if it's supposed to be like a Scottish accent or an Irish accent. I'm assuming it's it's leaning more towards Irish at this point. But okay. The accent work in this show is questionable. Spotty at best. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 35. 35. Uh, basically what happens, we meet this girl named Suno, I thought. Snow. 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 It's S-U-N-L, but it's like Snow. Yeah, Snow. No, not snow. 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 Yes. Snow. Yes. Um, yeah, so Connor. So Snow saves Goku, brings him to her house, and then he finds out about the village chief, and he takes off for the base. And what that is is again, the, they've kidnapped the village chief and are keeping him prisoner there until they find the Dragon Ball in the area. Yeah. Which I believe is the backstory on that. So they being the Red Ribbon Army. Yes. And they're, like, pretty... We find out they're, like, pretty brutal. Like, they're, like, making the men in the village, like, work for them. Like, to find the Dragon Ball. So, like... And they're just, like... We see them straight up, like, invade these houses. Yeah, they're, like... Oh, yeah, they're, and, like, like, shoot up houses. They're, like, kicking in doors and, like... Which is where I'm, which is where the Nazi, like, vibe yeah, comes yeah. out to me in the most part. But, yeah, they're pretty... You know, they're pretty hardcore. And I thought... I thought going into the saga that I'd seen it before, but I've not seen it before. Oh. Because I thought that, you know, I saw all Dragon Ball, like, on Toonami when it came out. I'm not sure this ever was on Toonami, to be honest. It's a good chance that that it wasn't. And then as I was watching it, it kind of made sense, because there's, like, 
guns and like violence, like, like, and a lot of pervy stuff too. I mean, the pervy stuff is a bit like it's a lot more than it is in DBZ. This Dragon yeah. Ball wasn't really a kid show. No, but like, it's not the saga isn't really pervy. It's more like no. I'm just saying that in general, in general like I think about what we've seen up to this point. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've got a lot of pervy stuff. But I do. Yeah, and that's a good point. I do like that the show is moving away from that and, like, getting into something different. But, like, I don't know. There's, like, military, like, invasions, and they're, like, shooting up houses, like we said. Like, that's not something that's going to be on Cartoon Network at, like, 5 o'clock after school or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's closer to, like, an adult swim thing, actually. Mm -hmm. It's, like, more mature. So, what did you guys think of... Suno. Any thoughts or the episode in general? Goku just is always pulling tail, man, wherever he goes. He's just, he's just, doesn't matter what he does, he walks in the room and just women are like, damn. Well, like, she, she, yeah, she's got a crush on him, for sure. Like, you can tell, right? Pulling tail is a bold way to put it. (laughs) Yeah, you caught it? Thanks. More of a, um schoolgirl crush type thing, but yes, I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's got a crush on him for sure. Um, I don't know. They're not... This uh, is, again, this is another, this is another reason that I'm, that this whole, ep- this whole arc to me, and I'm, and I'm not saying it is filler, because it's not, but like, it has that same vibe. Like, this was a whole episode where it was like, you know what needed to happen. Like, you had to introduce the characters, you had to introduce the plot, you know, had to set everything up. Yeah. But it's like, fuck, man. And also, like, as far as I know, none of these characters, like, reappear, right? Like, I mean, as far as I, like, maybe little references or something, but it's not like where we meet Krillin. And, like, Krillin's, like, in the show for, like, a long time. And And Yamcha's in the show. And Master Roshi is in the show. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't see these people again, never you know, come like, back in a so, relevant way, which is what, which again, like I get it because it's an adventure show and it's and I love it because of that, but because I've seen all of it, it's just in the grand scheme of things for me, it's like okay, you, there's no stakes for you. Yeah, there's no stakes for me, in which is which is fine. Like we're still very very new yeah. and still rolling into this. In my opinion, it, the the stakes are not about the characters that we meet, it's more about Goku's adventure and, like, the development of Goku as a character and, like, just knowing what we know about him, like, and how he is, like, able to... That's true. You know, I mean... Like, no, and, that, and, that's what the, and that's what this show, I think, is based on. There's, like, character building. Yeah. Sure. I, I, about I, it's about developing his character. Yeah. And I agree. I agree. Again, it's just hard. It's just hard for me having seen, having already seen like everything. Yeah. So it's still good. Oh yeah, it's still good. It's I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying that in the grand scheme, it's just not yes. my favorite. Yeah, I yeah, mine not. Either. But um, I don't know. Anybody have anything else to say about thirty five? Nothing about thirty five. In the muscle tower. Yes, muscle tower. Um, that's basically episode thirty six. He gets into muscle tower and he has to fight Major Metalatron on the third floor. Um, and he is fighting him, and he runs out of batteries, and then he <laughs> goes to the fourth floor, and that's basically the episode. I, I, um, I just want to 
throw this out there. I think that this whole muscle power thing is based off of the movie Enter the Dragon, or maybe that's not the exact movie it is, but it's based on a Bruce Lee movie where he has to fight Fight his way up a tower. Fight his way up a tower and save it. So I believe that's what this is pulling from. Okay. It's, I, pulling for, it's got a lot of pop cultural references. Here. And in that movie, the last person he has to fight, I believe, is Chuck Norris. Huh. Which is just a fun... America. Yeah. I think he breaks Chuck Norris's back. But anyways, I don't know if there's any more correlation between like who he fights, because in there, I don't remember it, but Major Metallotron, I think, was just... Terminator reference. Oh, absolutely. That's about it. And, yeah, and it really, it was not subtle. Like, no, no. Like, they even they even name-drop Terminator, don't they, in the next episode? Yeah. They say that um, Goku, I think they say Terminated. he terminated him. Or <laughs> something Mitchell like that. Um, terminated yeah. Him. But he's, uh, yeah, he's like a robot, right? So he, like, shoots his head off with a Kamehameha, but he, like, gets back up. And he's, like, still walking towards him without a head. And then he, like, launches his hand at him like a rocket and then the hand is just missing but he's like still like he can't stop sort of like in the first terminator where he keeps taking damage but he just doesn't yeah. stop and then um the only thing that i have to say about it is the which we said in the regret was the first time that you definitively see the word alien come up on a scanner now major metallotron scans goku and there's a bunch of gibberish on there but at the very bottom it says alien now, there's a lot of debate on what whether or not that's like a true call out or there's just something different. Do we, I wonder if that's like how it appeared in the original Japanese. That was my that was the the question that well, I had. Yeah. I mean, because if that's localization and we know that um, this was airing in the early 2000s, like this was airing in 2002 mm-hmm. after Dragon Ball Z had aired in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, is it just localization because we already right. know that Goku's an alien, or... Yeah, I don't know spoilers. if it's... You know, I don't... I don't know, but I don't think it is localization just because, like, it's not like it's like a voice part where it's yeah, like, it was just, what do I do with alien? It's like on the screen. Like, Funimation did alien. all that kind of shit but with they, localization. They did dubs. They did, like, yeah, move some stuff around images and stuff but yeah i mean it's very possible but but it says um his scanner says request clarification on science inability to neutralize alien yeah so like he like doesn't and that it's really um, subtle i mean yeah like two seconds it is it is accurate yeah and you don't you don't they don't elaborate on it at all Mm -hmm. they just don't keep going just a little easter egg for you yeah so um anyway my darts that's it. Um, anything to add about 36? Yeah. Nah, man, let's get on to this. What could be the silliest, <laughs> the silliest string of episodes and possibly character? Yes. Episode 37. We uh, meet Ninja Murasaki. And Murasaki. Goku faces him on the fourth floor. So that's basically the entire episode. This him fighting me. Ninja. Which the fourth floor looks lovely. There's yeah. a river and an it's, entire it's a forest. Whole, there. There's a house, a botanical garden. Yeah, yeah, I would love to live there. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. But yeah, Murasaki, man, what a what a villain. He's, <laughs> he's supposed to be like the world's most fearsome ninja. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like really threatening. He's like they just try going in. 
Like I bring in like a backstory for him yeah. with threatening music, and then within like the first three minutes or something, doesn't he sodomize himself? Well, that was a little later. A little bit later, but yeah, he's just a goofball. He's like this trained assassin, and then he's like to hide. He like puts up a towel that looks like a tree, <laughs> but he's got it backwards, so it's an American flag. <laughs> that has to be localization. Oh yeah. That was just like it's so, it so stupid. Silly. I did not like Ninja Mirasaki. I, 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 I thought he was. I, I think I've accepted that the villains in this show are set up to be these like high stakes, like all powerful. You've never seen anything like this before. And Goku's just here, like. That's cool. I'm gonna fucking beat you up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a deckulous. <laughs> Pretty much, like he's Ninja Murasaki. Sort of reminds me of. Stay with me. Sort of reminds me of Vegeta. He reminds me of Vegeta in his attitude, the way yeah. that he's like, he's like, stop fooling around. I'm trying to fight you, but. He, like, and he's very arrogant. He takes himself so seriously to a point that it's just kind of funny. But he can't back up anything that he is saying. Like, Vegeta, obviously, can, you know, he can can cash the checks that he's writing. Murasaki cannot. He is just, his actions are just stupid and ridiculous. It's like this this whole, like, tower is made up of middle managers who have, Failed their way upwards. It's like the Three Stooges. Like he's like in the pond, like with a stick, and he's like underwater, like yes. from Goku with a stick. And then Goku. I mean, he sees the air bubbles, and Goku's just like, oh, okay, stick. like very slapstick uh, comedy. And, like he gets a teapot, pour, <laughs> he, pour he, the like, water down. He like pours hot water down this stick, which was actually pretty. Funny. That was hilarious. That was funny. I just want to point out again, though, like this fight was very drawn out. We're not even... It's really long, It's yeah. a really long fight, which is very... Again, it is very indicative full, of this arc. It is a full two episodes. Yeah. And, like, the, the sodomized scene... He does. Super funny. That does happen. Goku he, power pulls him yes. in the butt. Yeah. He but is. I just want to throw out that when he's he does this, like, screaming donkey yell, <laughs> it goes on for... <laughs> Over two minutes, yeah. I think. Like it's oh, because he's like du- he's like doing it for like a solid forty five I mean, seconds, and then he like <laughs> touches the side of a tree. Which I mean, that sounds like it would fucking suck. But then it's like another <laughs> minute of him doing it. I would, I'm like, I would probably well, have you ever had a power pull in your butt? Yeah, I'm I would, just saying, I man, would, it's a little drawn out. I thought don't, was, don't worry about what I do in my free time. All right. <laughs> I thought his reaction to it was the most realistic thing about this. Oh story. yeah, <laughs> I would scream for two oh, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what is the context? I'm trying to remember. Why is he? He's in the air. He's in the air. Like, so why is he going butt first toward the ground? It, he's like, doing like a, a kick or something. Yeah, like, he's like, and Goku just sticks his power <laughs> pole in the ground and steps to the side, and he just again, it, it's the arrogance of these villains. Yeah. Like nobody has, they've only fought like you know average people before, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're slightly stronger than average, so they, they think like, they're the strongest people in the world. They like think exactly. they're hot shit because they've like yeah, and you also and I mean. It, 
it's really easy to forget that Goku has a cloud that can literally fly like the same speed as a plane and get him anywhere on the planet too. So not only is like these people can't travel the world as fast as Goku can, mm-hmm. so he's just going and fighting everyone in the world's strongest, which is just fun. It's true. It's true. Um, anything else to add about thirty-seven? Not thirty-seven. Not thirty-seven. So thirty-eight. Um, thirty-eight. He. He summons his brothers. He like does some technique, and then he goes from one to five. But it's not like an after image; like they're real guys. He's, yeah, you're like kind of led to think that it's an after image at first. Yeah, but yeah, but then, that's like real guys. Like literally, he doesn't even wait. Like I, I thought that they would like play it out longer, but then, then it's just like these are my brothers. That's my yeah. secret this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not actually that fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, truly, I think one of the funniest things in this episode. Uh, at the beginning, when the narrator is giving the recap, he says, never underestimate a boy in his pole. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I want to know, okay, so, is, is, are they actually his brothers, or is that a technique similar to what um, Piccolo can do and Krillin can eventually do, where they can split themselves into four, four separate parts, but their power level is, is halved or, you know, quartered. I think that that would be an interesting idea, but I think, I don't think the the writers were even thinking about that at this point. Well, I mean, we're closer than you think. This is a, this is a technique that TN is, I think, I believe the first one to use, and I believe it comes up in the next martial arts. I mean, I mean, so, I mean, you have, I mean, they had to, it had to be at least somewhere in their mind at this point, because they... If they're already through episode 40, I mean... Yeah, that's fair. I mean, and, and keep in mind, it started out as a manga, too. I don't know. Manga, man, whatever. <laughs> Get in the comments. Actually, yeah. uh, it's manga. Actually, yeah, you can yell at me in the comments. Um, I, I think that that I would be a cool approach, and they, maybe they did have it in mind, but I think they were just playing up the, like the fact that they're brothers for laughs. It, which is just silly. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think... And I don't think Murasaki is good enough of a... He's that was a, my he, other thing. He Even if he could, do I don't think he has any... He's he manipulation. Yeah, he can't like do that. that. Yeah. He's not. He's up to He's a fool. I just wanted to throw it out there that yes, there is a yes. technique that we will see later that's yes. very similar, and I didn't want to forget to bring it up. Yeah. But, but we get all the guy, all the five brothers, and I mm. liked that one of them just used a gun. Yeah, yeah, literally, they all have, like, four out of the five have these special weapons, and then, like, I think number three has a gun. Yeah, Murasaki, or the third one, like, he's like, one's got throwing stars, one's got, like, I don't know, a knife, and one's got this, but one's literally just, like, busting cats. I just want to throw this out there, that historically, samurais did, in fact, use guns. From the from their introduction to like the dying out of samurais, there were guns that were used. Right, Absolutely, historically, historically speaking, I checked. Fair enough. It's just it, it's it a still funny silly. dichotomy. It was <laughs> definitely silly. It was very like I don't know. It was just so funny to me that he would use a gun. But ultimately, Murasaki at the, at the end of all of this, he's just like, I need a raise. <laughs> How much do we think Murasaki gets paid to be in the army? You know, probably not that much. I don't know. He's not very room good. and board at Muscle Tower. <laughs> He's not very one, good. One would assume that his money would be made upon taking contracts 
as a ninja assassin. So, I mean, it would be hard to base it on that. Sure, but so, let's assume he's contracted with the army since he's in muscle power. I don't know. We can probably say when the prize for winning the World Martial Arts Tournament was 500,000 zenny. So what do you think the average contract kill in, in the... Does he get paid by the hour? Well, he's he probably get paid, paid... He's probably paid to be on retainer, would be what I would assume. But he's on call. Yeah, they would pay him a, they would pay him a set amount of money and then he could still take jobs on the side, but would have to drop them, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Two hundred thousand zenny? Sure. And what, whatever it is, I, clearly not enough. It's not. And do, does he have to? Is he paid one rate for all five brothers? Is this uh, five brothers thing something that the army doesn't like, know? Like they're like in a band. Like you got to split all the checks <laughs> between all the members. Capitalism is the boot that crushes us all. But anyway. Um, Goku beats all four of the brothers. All five. Well, well, he beats the four. Oh, yeah. We're left with the We're original, left with one. The original, yeah. or led to play the theory. So he runs um, up to the fifth floor and releases Android number eight, who we're led to believe is quite scary. So um, Yeah, he's like the secret weapon of doom of the Red Ribbon Army. <laughs> yes, and the um, Snow's dad... Um, mentions that they have some s- secret, like weapon. Oh yeah, thing, I forgot they do. A creature in the tower. Some something not human, I believe, yeah. was the word they yeah. used. Yeah, I like that little. They they had to show that that Sano's dad was alive, so they just show him coming home, and then he just briefly mentions that there's something it's not like human. Hey guys, <laughs> nice to see it. There's something, something scary yeah. in that tower. That was pretty much how it went, and then they then they showed the android. So that's what we're led to believe. Um, so that's that's uh, thirty-eight. And uh, um, anybody got anything to add to that one? Nothing else. Nah. All right. So thirty-nine. We meet Android number eight, and it turns out he's a, a super good guy, and he's, uh, he's Frankenstein knockoff. Yeah, he's got a good heart. Um, and then they go up to the sixth floor. Yes, the sixth floor where General White is. Um, and they fall through a trapdoor. So this is Android eight. Mm-hmm. What happened to one through seven? We're all so, and then I get well. I guess we're not even going to come. We'll come back to it. But let's assume that they were failures. Yeah, that's a loaded question. Actually, I mean, yeah, because I mean, if you ask that question, then you're asking about you know how many other androids there have been. I mean, turns out was Terminator an android? Or was he no. just a robot? He was just a robot, I, I believe. What is the distinction? Androids um, have hu- hu- they're like humans that are cybernetically enhanced. Yes, they're like human robot hybrids. Okay, yeah, because we do see a like, robot. No, a robot with a human appearance. What? Yep, a robot with a human face. Is that? Google definition, or is that, that is Dragon Google Ball definition? definition? But in Dragon Ball, apparently they are biological. Yeah. Because we see that in we see that in Dragon Ball Z. But yeah. who knows? Because Android thirteen was a fully mechanical android, so I believe it must just be a fully encompassing word. You know, yeah. all so encompassing. It's the eighties. We were playing fast and loose, yeah. right? But by Google definition, it's a robot. Interesting. Um. So yeah, we meet eight. Um, I don't know. He's a really nice guy. 
I called him a civil disobedience king. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to fight. Uh, he's kind of just a pacifist. He's just a pacifist. Well, he's a robot pacifist in general. Yeah. Why he doesn't like it? So Murasaki's like, kill Goku, and he's like, Nah, I don't I'm good. That. I'm he's good. Like, I can't. I do not approve of violence, and so he like goes to Murasaki. Goes to uh, detonate the bomb that is implanted in him because he's not listening. And Goku destroys the... In the nick of time, he destroys the remote that would blow up Android 8. So, um, and then he does, I think, he doesn't kill Murasaki, but he takes him out. He's like out of He knocks him out. He's, he knocks he's out him out. He's out of commission. He like, so he's gone. He's done. He you gives know? him a good kick in the head. Yeah, he's, he gets fucked. And then, like, Goku and Android 8 kind of officially meet, and like Goku's, Goku's like, what's your name? And he's like, I, they call me Android 8. And Goku's just like, what a weird name. I've never heard that name before. <laughs> Pure dog shit name. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm calling you something else, because I hate your name so Aider. fucking much. I'm calling you Aider. Oh, that's sucks, funny. Bro. Yeah, he's a stupid fucking name. But... And that's, that's pretty much it, right? And then that's pretty much it. General White drops him through a door, which leads us to. And General White has just been like a guy on the sidelines the whole time. It's been like cutting to him, and he's like watching. He has cameras. been your mall surveillance uh, security yeah. advisor. Yeah, and he's like giving, you know, saying little things the whole time while he's fighting Metaltron. It's a major. It's a major theme you'll see with the entire Red Ribbon Army. Honestly, yeah. like throughout all of these different colored generals you'll fight, you'll see. I think there's one. There's one of them who's pretty good. There's um, always a guy above watching the guy below. I think is like pretty, pretty normal. Yeah, but you, but you'll kind of see all these generals have their own like little force. Silver was kind of the exception. He but, was just a colonel. Though. Yeah, he was on the ground. Yeah, but anyways. Um, so then, so, so the fifth floor was just that little walkway with the android and then a ladder. So he goes up the ladder and it's the sixth floor and then they fall to the real fifth, fifth floor, floor. Like the actual fifth floor, which is interesting because the fourth floor is really tall and the part that we see is just, I don't know, like the, the balcony of the fourth floor. So I don't know where Actually, yes, is this the episode where we go through the maze? Yeah, we do go through a maze. Mm-hmm. We go through a maze. Uh, Goku and, and Aider are there, Pac-Man. And at this point, let's just assume that the laws of like the laws of physics don't really apply inside of the, these floors because they're ungodly large they for for large. what you can see outside of what looks what looks to be a regular sized tower. Yeah, yeah, bigger on the inside. True. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a grower, not a shower. <laughs> um, so yeah, they go through the maze and they, I don't know. Uh, I, it was all there really is here to talk about is Booyan. I mean, yeah, that's I, really all there is. Like, on 40? And that's, that's episode 40. Yeah. Like, Booyan. And so. They get through the maze in just the nick of time. Mm-hmm. And then they get up to the... Next floor. Yes, whatever at this point. The next area. <laughs> the ne- they, they move on to the next part they of this from, tower. They go from wherever 6A to 6B. Yeah. And this giant 
jello-y pink monster appears. in there, yeah, and uh, I think maybe that Bouillon is the actual creature that's scary that Snow's dad is talking about, like... I don't know, because they in, well in could be two episode things. 39, they call Android 8 the army's most fearsome creation. That's mm-hmm. a direct quote from the show. But, there's no... But, I mean, here's the thing. They... He could be their most fearsome creation, and Sinnoh's dad could also be talking about something not human lives in tower. I mean, they're both... They're both... They're, they're both very accurate. Open to interpretation. I mean, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Whatever floats your penis, man. <laughs> so, episode 40, they're fighting Bouillon, who's just a big, scary, pink jello guy. Yeah, um, this is... He looks like a boss in it. It, this show loves pink blobby villains. Yeah. They, they really do. Yeah. Um, but this is really Goku really struggles against this, and this is the first time that I that I think that you really see Goku um, use critical thinking in a fight and use it to his advantage. Because Goku, there's a good long back and forth between Goku and this pink blob, and nothing Goku can do can hurt him. Right, it's just all bouncing off. Yeah, to the point where he even fires a Kamehameha and then thinks about it before he fires it and says to himself, oh, I'll have to use a Kamehameha, but it makes me hungry, and then uses it, and it still doesn't work, to which... Yeah, he uses it, and then it just kind of bounces off of Booyah, Mm -hmm. because he's so big and fluffy. And you can hear, and 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 he... Vocalizes like, how am I going to beat him? How am I going to beat him? And then finally, the solution being is they just bust a giant fucking hole mole. Mm-hmm. Make it super cold. Mm-hmm. And so I really think that it's cool the way that, like, you know, you've seen, like, what like what you said earlier, they've just been kind of going from place to place, and Goku's really just been like, I'm going to hit you really fucking hard. Exactly. And you're going to go down. This is the first time where we see that Goku is more than just, like, someone who can hit you really hard. He is capable of critical thought. He's, he's not, like, he's not stupid. He just doesn't know things. Yeah, he, he so, has, he's never been put in a position yeah. where he has to think. That's why this is a very important fight for me, because it's very, it, it's very telling. And I also love, what I love about the show is that there is so much growth that happens in this show. Not to say there isn't in Dragon Ball Z, but the, but... It just seems like there's so much that they cover in such a short amount of time, and I really. So what you're saying is this arc really highlights an important part of Goku's journey. I didn't say that it didn't, man. I just said <laughs> it's not my fucking favorite. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I agree. It's it's really a lot of fun to see Goku think on his feet like that, and the solution that he comes up with: bust a hole through the wall, uh, and. Which makes it super cold, so he can't um, stretch. No, he didn't use a command. Did he use the Kamehameha to punch a ho- to get a hole no, in the wall? He just punched a hole in the yeah. wall, right? Yeah, because he. Yeah. Why didn't he do that in the maze? Because that wouldn't. That wouldn't have been fair, man. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been too easy. It's not honorable. Well, I mean, and that that's a that's a good point. I mean, you'll see that kind of throughout. The entirety of the show was saying, Sans will, specifically Goku and Vegeta, will never take an easy way out to beat an opponent. So that's I, just that's just in their it's DNA. In their blood. Yeah. Why didn't they just take the Eagles to Mount Doom? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair point. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, also, like, how how cold would it have to be 
to get Booyan to freeze that fast. Because it, it happens in seconds. We really haven't talked about how cold it actually is. Like, when Sano saved Goku, they do say they barely thought him out. When he leaves for Muscle Tower, he leaves in his gi and runs out, you know, in his crazy, like, pre-Naruto-Naruto Naruto run. And then runs back frozen yeah. again. So we really haven't touched on Like, it is, like, dick chilling cold. It's real cold. It's like... And, and with that in freeze. mind, a 50-pound, 40-pound child mm-hmm. compared to a 600-pound blob of jello. You think a 12-year-old's 50 pounds? I, don't, I have no <laughs> reference. Jesus. How much could a kid weigh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a banana. How much could it cost? Um, I have no idea how much kids weigh. But anyway, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know the question of how, how long it would take for him to freeze completely solid like that. A long time. Yeah, a long time. Longer than that, we're led to believe. But longer than it would take a a child. About as long 12 as twelve year old. About as long as it took Murasaki to get that pole out of his ass. Yeah. <laughs> about that long. I like uh I'm glad that they didn't have a whole episode that was just Buyan getting colder slowly. So, you know, it That's was nice to true. advance it. Um, so, in any case, it was it was a fun resolution, and then Goku just fucking bops him into smithereens. Yep. And then he uh, uses the power pole to get back up to the sixth floor, I think, right? So, which I'm not sure why he didn't do that from the start, but you know, anyway, he's hungry. He's not thinking clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's uh, that brings us to 41, where we actually fight General White, um, and then Android Eight. Punches him super hard. Um, Village Chief is saved, and Android Eight destroys the entire tower from you know they're outside. Not so. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of that? What'd you what'd you, you think? have notes on this. There was a lot going on in that episode. They're wrapping a lot up. Yeah, there was, there was a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, it just it was like first of all, General White is like. Led, you know, we're led to believe he's like the final boss of this, right. and it turns out he's weak as fuck, mm-hmm. which is a which is a common theme, theme in this arc, in the uh, show, honestly. Yeah, you can pick out a bunch, uh, and and then like Goku, for a moment, we're like almost led to believe that he's dead. It's like that yeah fucking scene in Kingdom Hearts two where Goofy dies. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know that's not actually what happened, but everybody re- yeah. is react like yeah. eight act reacts like that's what happened. There's no way And it is it is the that. impetus of him breaking his moral code yes. of pacifism and fucking decking General White into the mountain. Yes. Punched him super, super hard. Um, also General White found Goku's weakness and grabbed his tail, but then he just like after he got weak, he just like let him go. He just let him go. I'm not sure why he would do that. I don't. Well, super stupid. I mean, I don't think he really understood. He must not have really grasped the like the full concept. I guess. I. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. But like, regardless, White gets fucked up, and 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 then uh, he kind of, you know, I I understand why he like wanted to to break it down, but like. But it was like, like that's like the first thing that you've done, and it was it was just 
right in the middle. You know, just gonna clean all that shit up. <laughs> like, yeah. here are all the people in the building. I, I would hate to be the Red Ribbon Army grunt that has to clean up yeah. the Eagle shambles Eagle. of Muscle Tower, right? Oh, pulling I'm, bodies of his of your friends out from the like, from the wreckage. That's a lot of. Uh, it's gonna take a while. Yeah. Some stormtrooper shit. Yeah, but we meet the village chief, and I don't know. He seems like a nice guy. He's a magnanimous, or I mean, he's he's what? No, not magnanimous. Um, he's a. Uh, I don't know. He's just. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's just a fine dude. I won't eat until uh, my people are safe or something. I like keep making Pokemon references as we watch this, but like, he reminded me of Mister Fuji. At the top of Lavender Tower, where right. he's just like, I'm a nice. He's just a nice yeah, guy, just, just a nice Elko, guy, just hanging out. Um, so I don't know. That's the end. They go back to the village, um, and then you guys are good on that. Good on it. Good on it. Forty-two. Um, Goku, Snow, and Android Eight visit Doctor Flap, who removes the bomb from Android Eight, um, which I think is a pretty good episode. I yeah. like that. Um, they touch on the guy who made Android 8. I think it was pretty cool, Dr. Flap. We could believe that he knew Dr. Jarreau. Well, we would have to assume that Dr. Jarreau would be the mastermind behind. He would be Ben Franklining, in a sense. Yeah, these but we don't androids. Even, we don't even have Dr. Jarreau yet. Like that's no. not uh, that's nowhere. They, and they like they it. like retcon later and say that they work together. So, okay, but I just like I like the Android stuff. Don't get upset at us. <laughs> we all know Doctor Chiro's a person, man. <laughs> That's my uh, the an- Android stuff's like my favorite stuff, probably in the whole series. I really like the Android saga and stuff. So it was cool to see that. Um, yeah, they do surgery on him, get the bomb out. Yeah, and then Murasaki's like being like again Pokemon. He's being like Jesse and James, like he's following them and just doing it poorly. Yeah. And he ends up blowing up at the end, I think. He's oh, like, we're not going to touch on when Goku pissed on him? Oh, Goku does Go- pee so on he pulls him. the fucking, t- he pulls the damn towel trick again, but not, but this time it has it right. And then Goku, like, turns around, thinks he hears something, and just, he goes over and just pisses all just over Murasaki's pants. He's on his shoes. <laughs> and then Muras, like, then Murasaki falls on a frozen leg. I just wanted to touch on all the badness that happens to him before yeah. he gets murdered. But yeah, it's I, just... There was a moment there, too, where I like thought maybe he was just going to drown in that lake, too. Like, he's like looking for air. Like, he's panicking. It's another instance. This episode's kind of another instance of them, like, raising the stakes, but then immediately just dashing them away yeah. at, at almost in the same breath. I mean, Murasaki is alive, first of all. Like we, For all we knew, he was either dead or severely injured from the end of his time in Muscle he, like, Tower. Was he... Rubble. He must have escaped Muscle Tower? I thought he climbed... Or, doesn't he, like, climb out of the wreckage? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he, like... Yeah, he we get a lot of... Uh, we get a lot of tropes in that in this episode, like. So, like, yeah. After all that, he is he still has enough energy to come steal the two steal the two Dragon Balls. Well, what he thought or, were what, what, what he thought were Dragon Balls. It turns out, Ader had them the whole time. Yep. Uh, and then tries to escape into the mountains, and Goku solves it by 
Causing an avalanche. Yeah, fire. <laughs> fire is the Kamehameha. Misses Into a mountain. On purpose, but he hits the mountain, which causes an avalanche. Which was pretty smart. Which Murasaki then survives. Yes. And at the end of the episode, Goku's like, oh, I still got this bomb. He's like, on his pocket. He's like, we don't need this anymore. And he, like, throws it. And, like, eats it into Murasaki. You know where that bomb is going to live, right? And then the narrator says the story ended with a bang. Yes, yes. Um, So that's it. And then he leaves. um, Or he's like, I got to go back to my... Or no, he's like, I gotta go find Walma. So yeah. she can fix my dragon raider, because my raider doesn't work. Yep. He shows up, saves the town, yeah. does eco-terrorism, and bounces. And like, oh. They all they all want him to stay. Aider finds a new home with the village chief. None of this matters, because you never fucking see him again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just wanted to point that out. Uh, that's a good point. Um, the real thing that matters is the friends we made along the way. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so in 43 Goku gets his flying Nimbus back yeah he's like talking with the village people and the, is it the village chief that's like oh you had a flying Nimbus and that and must like be another old, guy. Yeah. Like another old guy they're like freaking out and they're like oh Nimbuses don't disappear because at this point we thought that his Nimbus was wrecked by that RPG and, and in my head I was like I know that he gets that back yeah. like, I was wondering how they were going to Introduce that again. And I think they, it was really fun for me when he calls it back because he calls it, and normally, like, it, it they they don't leave a pause between yeah. when yeah. he calls it and when you see it or, like, when you hear it. And they leave just enough of a beat that you're like, yes, Nimbus yeah. is back. Yeah, they gave you time to get excited. I was really happy that they brought it back in, like, Real quick, because I, you know, it's, it's such an int- it's such a like integral part of the sh- like adventure yeah. show for Goku. And I like Nimbus. He, when he got back, he's kind of like a dog. I want to see like he like is moving a little bit, and like he Goku hugs him, and he's like leans yeah. into the hug. He's like, yeah, yeah. Nimbus is a real Nimbus is an S tier character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. god tier. So he gets his Nimbus, and then he heads to um, West City, where Bulma lives, and finds her house. Um, with the help of a very nice police man. Yes! <laughs> this is my favorite character in the entire show. Probably. <laughs> in the whole show. You I thought... never see him again. Yeah. He's just a Canadian cop. Yeah. <laughs> and he is weirdly okay with breaking the law to look up a 16-year-old girl, but definitely not okay with taking bribes. Right. right. And it's the just cop. incredible. Goku... Fucking rolled a nat 20 on his charisma check. Yes, yes. He's like, he's like, I don't know if I should be doing this, Aerie. Like, You know, like, I'm not really supposed to do this for you, Aerie. <laughs> okay, now, which one of these ones? And then showing her, showing him pictures of different Bulmas. Is oh. it this Bulma right yeah. here? Oh, no? Okay, what about this one, there? It's just incredible. It's very, it's very yeah. rookie. I like rookie Goku's move. description of Bulma. Blue hair, big eyes, talks a lot. Yeah, talks a lot. <laughs> Which is all true. It's all accurate. Uh, so he gets a ride on... Well, you know, some things happen in between us that we should touch on, right? Like, yeah. So oh, I this, got this, excited this, because of the, I get excited because of the cop. He, yeah, this is our first view of the big city. Like, gets, yeah, big Goku place. shows up and he's like, wow, this is like... We don't really... We, we When we first meet Goku, it's like he's in... 
just the wilderness. And yeah. that, like, we see villages, but we don't see a town, a, a city, a modern city. Yeah. Um, and and it's busy. He's walking in the street. People are yelling at him. He gets in the cab. He doesn't have any money. The yeah. Taxi driver the first all pissed <laughs> off. The taxi driver is a wolf. Yeah. With some kind of yeah. canine. Like so he learns about our capitalism and street fighting. Yes, yes, because he fights a Bruce Lee-looking guy for a hundred thousand zenny, which I thought was—I thought it was great that guy let Goku fight for free. Yeah, he was like because the whole the whole thing is supposed to be a scam. He is a great fighter. You pay a thousand dollars to him. If you win, you get you get a bunch ten thousand something like that. 000. Hundred thousand, yeah. hundred thousand. So like, yeah, that's how he makes money. But he lets Goku in for free, and because yeah. I mean, again, it's it's the same thing of Goku is underestimated because of the way he looks, and he just wrecks shit. We definitely get that a lot, where they're like, "Oh, he's just a kid," and then they lose uh, horribly. So he gets his money, which he just gives to a random girl for pointing out the for girl. pointing out the the guy who I wish was my real dad. Cop. <laughs> Canadian cop. Canadian I, I called him Midwest Canadian cop. Because sometimes he sounds like he's from Wisconsin, but then he throws in a few A's. Yeah. They, so like, they, oh, maybe again, he's, maybe the, he's Canadian. the accents in the show are spot. Northern Minnesotan? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the UP area or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there, buddy. Drinking burners, eh? Uh, but, yeah, so. But he doesn't take bribes. It does not take any bribes. No. Screw you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you even insinuate that? But he will look people up for you, especially if they're underage. Yeah, he will. He so I want to know. I want to know more about the Midwest cop. I want an entire anime for the Midwest cop. No problem with that. And Goku gives all of his earnings to yeah a random know. woman in the street who directs him to talk to a police yeah. officer. Imagine some kid asks you for directions. And as a thank you, you're just handed a thousand bucks. Fucking insane. You would have to, I don't know, you'd have to say, whoa, man, this is too much money. Like, you take this back. Like, well, this, he this be first of all, he didn't give her the option. He was like, here's some money, and walked away. The real question is, what's crazier? A random kid going to give you a thousand dollars, or you randomly finding a Canadian cop? They look people up that are underage for you. What's more believable, man? Uh, you know what? I would I would believe sooner that a kid would give me a thousand dollars. Yeah, the idea of a cop being good. Yep. Um. So that's pretty much that episode, right? It ends at his house or at Bulma's house. They, yeah, they they find Bulma's house and um and then we have so we have two episodes left um in forty four. He reunites with Balma, gets his radar fixed. The Red Ribbon Army hires a thief to steal the Dragon Balls from Goku. Not just any thief. Launch. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. It's not launch, but it looks looks identical to launch. They tweaked the character model a little bit. To launch, yes. To mean launch. Yes. Um, And that's... Then he meets up with some more of the old gang, like Yamcha and Ulan. And they're gonna go to an amusement park. Yeah, Mr. so we we meet Hasky, Hasky, whatever her name is. Yeah, the girl, the thief. Uh, the Red Ribbon Army hires her, and she's like, they they hype her up the same way yeah, that Narasaki was hyped up. Yeah, it's like this thief had like the last job she did. She was in and out, 
and nobody, we were, the authorities never knew. Yeah, and we were paid early or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we, again, we were, same. The product arrived on time. The authorities never knew. And there's like a flashback, early. and you like see her like doing cartwheels, avoiding <laughs> over these classic thief <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, jumping over yeah, things. It's, it's dope. Flips into like, and you're like, oh shit, is this gonna th- be the thing that bests go to? Um, it's not. But uh, we also meet. Um, Bulma's dad. Yeah, we meet Bulma's family. God, this is uh, this is just fantastic. Bulma's dad's great. Bulma's dad can That's is great. great and continues to be great. Yeah, he's he's just like a super chill guy. He like Bulma's like you know being Bulma, and he's like ah, she's just that age. And keep in mind, this is probably one of the most influential and successful people on the planet. Yes. at this point, this dude is basically he Bill is, Gates. Yeah, I mean he is he is. He, he invented the dino cap. The dino cap. So, I mean, he is... It revolutionized the world. Yeah. So, I mean, this is... the He basically started the Industrial Revolution, the second one. And just they have him be so chill, and he's... And, like, they have uh, a little indoor garden. Yeah. Just, and you hear Bulma go, like, yeah, he just takes in dinosaurs and cats and dogs. Yeah. Cats, and dogs, dinosaurs. dinosaurs. And you just see fucking dinosaurs wandering around. <laughs> that looks like, really funny. I mean, super dope. They got uh, more robots that do the like the housework and shit. Yeah, they've got robot slaves. Like Jetsons kinda, yeah. yeah, very Jetsons-like. And I like uh, Dr. Bruce's cat, too. I can't remember the cat's name, the little black cat that sits on his shoulder, but he's just like, meow. <laughs> yeah, yeah do- and it, it just, it felt like a very authentic teenager-parent relationship. Yeah. Scratch. Scratch. Or also called Tama. He, he meets, the, the cop goes in with them, and solicits, Dr. Brees... Solicits freely. Yeah, first of all, so, well, you know what? Dr. Brees should not have been given that to the cop, but whatever. Don't need to get into that. He... So Goku, Bulma, and the cop all go into the botanical garden of their house mm-hmm. and talk to Dr. Brief, and Brief <laughs> thinks that the cop is Goku. He's like, oh, so nice to meet you, but I didn't envision a 12-year-old being so big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep in mind, this is an elderly man with a mustache. Or maybe not elderly, but like at least a mid- middle-aged man with he's a full-grown got, mustache. He's got gray hair. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> and Bulma's like, you're dumb. And I've definitely met people like that, like like when I'm at the hospital and there's like different doctors and stuff and they're like so smart, but they're like also like not... No social awareness. They're, they're not living on the planet that we're living on. Like they are just like somewhere else. Yeah. Like completely. So, so I thought that was really funny. Um, and then when... Bulma's well, like, okay, we're going to go up to my room and fix the dragon radar. <laughs> Dr. Brief is like, no kissing. Yeah. And Which, normally I would think in in this show, I would think that was a, that kind of thing has been played for pervy before, but I just thought it was kind of funny because yeah. obviously he's just being making fun. Yeah. He's just being a dad. He's just like being annoying on purpose, like embarrassing her, which I really liked. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of fun. And... So she fixes the radar, and then we find out that she's also, like, super smart. And yeah. she invented a watch that makes you shrink down to, like, you know, a few inches tall. Which, what? She invented the Ant-Man material. Yes, yeah. She did. Like. So, yeah, so she's a little 16-year-old prodigy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's... 
And we also, the she fucking, she's here because she cut class early. Yeah, yeah, and then the cop, the cop was like, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. Yeah. Shouldn't you still be in school, young lady? What are you doing over here? And then we meet uh, Bulma's mom, who's also pretty chill. Yeah. She brings what are clearly alcoholic beverages up to them, but you can, <laughs> it's like in a cocktail glass with like one big ice cube, but they're like, it's just juice, like. I assume that's like a localization thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then she's just like spilling the tea on Bulma and Yamcha's relationship. <laughs> yeah, Bulma oh, and Yamcha they're, are not They're having a bit of a lover's quarrel. Yeah. Bulma's trying to shut her up. It, it, you know, it, it's, it's all good American fun. Yeah, I really, and I like. I like that Yamcha has a fan club. That's so funny to me. Oh, this is the height of Yamcha yeah, right uh, here. And then the slow decline, I think, comes in the next episode. <laughs> we get, yeah, Yamcha's got, like, a bunch of girls outside of the house, like, waiting to meet him. And it just makes Bulma so mad. Yeah, they, they show up, and, like, when Goku's told about the fan club, he's like, <laughs> he sees them. He's like, is there something wrong with them? <laughs> well, <laughs> That's, the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think his mom is like... Or Bulma's mom is like, Yamcha's a catch, good looking, and rich too. When did Yamcha get rich? Um, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Is, he, is he like it. soliciting membership dues for this fan club? Uh, he could get some pretty good gigs from his world tournament performance, I think. I mean, yeah, you never know he's, what, he's what a, he could. He is a world class fighter. He's a good yeah. looking guy. I mean, you have to think, yeah, think about in the grand scheme of things. Like, <laughs> Goku not being there, I mean, he's. Top echelon. Yeah. He, he made it to the world tournament, which in and of itself was, you know, exclusive. So yeah. he is, just because he sucks shit in comparison right. to Goku doesn't mean he's not I good. I think, I like, I sort of like how Yamcha's like a realistic version of like a fighter who would like do good. Like he plays baseball later. Yep. Right? Like he ends up playing baseball. Yeah. And he has a fan club. And it's like kind of, I don't know. I like that. He's he's a, he's a it's good American fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's just a good dude, kind of. He's who who's dating a sixteen year old. But yeah, well, and they never really say how old he is. Yeah, they never establish that. Yeah, we is. We can probably assume he's eighteen to twenty one. Yeah, he's got to be. I was gonna say between sixteen 20s. and twenty. Yeah, I wouldn't say that he's over twenty though. Yeah, yeah. hard to say, but. Um, then... And then Goku, uh... Oh, I thought the this quote from the cop was funny. <laughs> Rich people, they really are a different breed. So true. So true. Yes. The only time I've ever agreed with a cop. Words of wisdom there, eh? So, uh... And then, uh, Goku is reunited with Puar and Oolong and Yamcha. Mm-hmm. Because... And Puar and Oolong are both just like... Fuck Bulma. She yeah. sucks. Yeah. She's a bitch. She's so mean to you. You should hate her. Yeah. Okay, here's my thing, though. Oolong kind of has every right to say this. I've been pushing this for a minute now. I know I pushed it in the last episode, but, like, she basically enslaved him. So, Bulma, like, Bulma is 
Pretty yeah, like nothing like, they're but saying. But Oolong is, is also a fucking pervert. Yeah. Oh yeah, but <laughs> okay. Not but a, a pervert does that deserve that you get? To, does that deserve that you like have to be enslaved now and get diarrhea every time? <laughs> I, I, I think he earned his punishment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just, all I'm saying is like, let's just not forget that Bulma enslaved somebody Bulma's in the show. Really, no peach. Yeah, so. She is, she is a woman that stands up for herself. She's a woman who knows what she wants. She, and by extension, she's a bitch. She wears her heart on her sleeve. <laughs> she's very. I don't know. No, I, I think that I think Bulma's punishment to Oolong was totally justified. I think I think Bulma maybe could use some medication, probably, or a therapist. I don't know. She's like. We all could use therapy. Even for a teenage girl, she is. She is yelling at everybody. A little high strung. She's yelling at everybody all the time. We all know. And it, it feels like the conflict between Bulma and Yamcha is just a fucking series of misunderstandings. Yeah, it's and that's all. It really is all it is. Bulma's like they both want to be with each other, but she's mad at him for having a fan club, and he's too spineless to do anything about his fan club and distance himself from it. Right. Ultimately, Yamcha is just a good-looking fail son. <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess you're right. But anyway, we all meet up, and uh, that brings us to the last episode. I just want to say it's um, always a treat to get to see a full frontal of Goku's dick and balls <laughs> which they did in this show yeah, um, if you don't. haven't seen it and you're just watching us like you see a full frontal of naked Goku multiple times in this show and they have a little like dick drawn on it like it's not just like bare it's it's truly wonderful it's shapely it's yeah. not like Peter Griffin naked right it's like yeah they they draw it's anatomically correct yeah I mean it's it's yeah, just good stuff. But yeah, so this is the, the they go. Everybody kind of makes good with each other, and they all no. go to the amusement park to together. And they expect Bulma to pay, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, like she's the one responsible for having all the tickets. Yes. Well, she can afford it. Well, yes. But uh, a, a fair redistribution of assets. I don't know. They go to the park and they have to deal with this thief. Who tries to steal... Yeah, the, this world-class thief it, it finally comes to fruition here. and um, She pretends to be a fortune teller. Yeah, she knocks out a fortune teller at this amusement park. She steals tickets to get into the amusement park, too. Mm-hmm. Three of them, because she's with two lackeys. Mm-hmm. Um, she throws a walnut at Goku. Who catches it? Catches it. No problem. Ninja, ninja re- reflexes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's... It was, you know, it it was fun. It it's, it still follows that same format that this show does, which is it's just it's fun. You know, it was it was a goofy way to wrap up this little arc and set up another adventure. You know, and I gotta say, I think this episode is a good um, showing that I think even though this episode is like ninety five percent filler, like. The only ep- the only part that's canon is at the very end when Bulma shrinks down, they get on the cloud, and they take off. But I think the show is better when you have all those characters together, right? Like like everybody benefits from each other. Like it was really nice to have 
Bulma and Yamcha and Oolong and Guar just hanging out. And they, because they just have good chemistry. It's just fun to see them all on screen together. I think. Yeah, I agree. The one, I think what <clears throat> what makes it more difficult is that as you grow and you add more characters to this main cast, I mean, you started off with just Goku and Bulma, mm-hmm. but now you have Goku, Bulma, Poir, Oolong, Yamcha. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's not even including Krillin, who's not really like a, really a part of that gang yet, but he's, you know, intermingled with them. That's a lot of people to have on screen at once and give dialogue to yeah. and keep a good conversation flowing. Um, so I think I think that's a big reason why you don't get a ton of those. You know, I think that's a big reason why they split up. Mm-hmm. But, but I like it's fun when they're all together. And I think Krillin's like off training with Master Roshi or he's living on Kami Island with him and Launch maybe? Yeah, really they, that's what it alludes to. But Master Roshi did say that he wanted Krillin off the island. That yeah, was yeah. what he was hoping, but we will see. Because he wants to just hang out with Launch. Yeah, he's trying because to. Because this time it's definitely going to work. And yep. He's going to get his date. So I don't really know. What does he actually want? Does he want to fuck launch, or does he just want to like peek under underwear and stuff? I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows. I think he thinks he knows, but it's one of those things where like he'll get the date, and then as soon as he gets it, he's, he just doesn't know where to go from there. Like he'll 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 uh, panic out of it, yeah, or something. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really I was hopeful that this uh, husky thief would actually like lead to something substantial because they hype her up so much but I should have as just usual they it like just nothing yeah. it's, it's it's so already, inconsequential it's, it's already over at the end of the episode she's already like out of commission the world's greatest thief is out of commission following the general theme that we've really followed or like, that we've had up to this point which is you know send your strongest and Goku will make them look stupid so, uh, that pretty much wraps up the saga, I think. So, yeah. Bulma and Goku are taking off on an adventure, just like uh, episode one. So, Which is nice to see a full circle Yeah, to come back. So, I guess we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I think we got the uh, general blue saga next. Yeah, and I'm excited um, for, this, for this leg of the adventure and this round of Dragon Balls, because now, um, because they did, you know, same exact thing. Boma and Goku going out to do it. The only difference is that now you can all you can do it all in the Nimbus Club. So now we get to be able to cycle through more stuff, get to more places. You know, it, it's just quicker. We don't have to worry about the Dino Caps breaking. We don't have to worry about finding you know so and so or changing clothes. You know, you get more. It's like when you get fa- when you get far enough in the game and you get fast travel. Exactly. <laughs> you get the airship. When you finally get fly in Pokemon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm curious to know how they'll handle. The wishes, or like what, like how they'll explore that next. Because obviously, like first time around, Goku just wants the four star, and he's just kind of in it for the ride yeah. uh, until he gets the four star, and then beyond that, he's just like, oh, you know, whatever. And Bulma, the first time around, was like, I want a boyfriend. Yeah, and we don't really know what she wants. Now. She did, what she, she wants. does make a mention. She's like, I'm gonna wish for someone way better than you, but I, oh, but like, who I think knows? that was just kind of like an offhanded, like, yeah. Um, I'm mad at Yamcha remark. I can't remember exactly what. I think I know what, but for the sake of not spoiling it, I, it's, this turns out to be a pretty fun. Because oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I won't spoil anything with you. This is, this is, turns out to be a pretty pretty fun 
um, saga with the red ribbon in there. Yeah. And there's stuff. It does. I do. I, I do think it gets better. It's just starting off is a little tough for me. Yeah, I agree. But thanks for uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, tell your friends about us. We've got some pretty good viewership, I guess, considering that we're like three episodes into the show, um, and it, we get the analytics. People are watching from different states and even other countries outside the U.S. So that's cool. Tell yeah. your friends and keep us moving here. Cool. Thanks, guys. We'll see you in a couple weeks. See you later.